So U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen and Fed Chief Jay Powell uh, are uh, slated to, and they may have already, I'm just looking for some headlines, uh, they were expected to talk about the hot U.S. housing market today and the risks it could pose to the financial system. Uh, And what's interesting is the Treasury Secretary actually this week already saying she's worried about housing affordability, but doesn't see the same dangers in the housing market as we saw back in the 2000s. So let's get into it um, when it comes to the housing market. Someone who we caught uh, caught up with last, uh, and I think we talked with in April of 2020, to hear really how they were dealing with the pandemic, is Cheryl Palmer. She's chairman and CEO at Taylor Morrison Home Corporation. It's a national home builder and developer. They're based in Scottsdale, Arizona, and she's joining us uh, from Scottsdale, Arizona. Cheryl, so nice to have you here with us. How are you? Well, I'm really not really, really good, Carol. Thank you so much for having me today. Right. It, it's great to have you here because you were such a good check with us on terms of what was going in the housing market. Uh, Janet Yellen saying she doesn't seem, you know, like it's sim- similar to the the meltdown that we saw uh, going into you know 2009. How do you see the housing market right now? Yeah, I think um, it's clearly a very different time than 2009, Carol. And where I'd really spend some energy is understanding really the overall lack of supply that we have in the country today. You know, depending on what numbers you want to subscribe to, we're somewhere, you know, over 5 million, 6 million kind of rooftop rooftop short in this country today. Hmm. And we can discuss both for rent or for sale housing. I'm just saying total shelter. And for the last many years, as I'm sure you know, the governor on kind of building has been the labor environment and our inability to kind of meet demand and, and really the household formations. And so, yeah, we absolutely have seen prices. We've seen some real movement in prices these last 12 months, which I think is what Janet's been referring to. Um, and that's absolutely correct. But at the same time, We've had a, a great deal of support with interest rates. And when you look at affordability today, over 12 months ago, the average consumer buying a three or $400,000 house is going to spend less today than they did a year ago on their monthly mortgage. Because you might of, not buy quite as much house right. because of the interest rates. You know, arguably, you might not buy as much house today as you could buy a year ago. Um, And that's why I think the concern has really been on that first-time buyer, where maybe you don't have as many levers to pull. You know, it's not about, you know, can I reduce my square footage or maybe, you know, I'll take a smaller lot. Um, But today, when we look at just overall affordability, given the fact that we're still looking at interest rates, you know, really below 3%, um, it's it's providing a great deal of opportunity for the consumer. All right. So help me understand something. I'm taking a look at your share price, and it's really come under some pressure. Uh, and down a lot from we had a high back in April. Why is that? Why do you think that is? Is it because you guys can't build fast enough, can't find the materials, or what is it? No, fair question. Um, So a couple things. One, I think the industry you've seen, you know, has been under some pressure um, over the last few weeks, and I think that points to just some of the concerns, not just with housing, but just in general on inflation. And, you know, is this environment we're in, is this kind of the new normal or is this more transitory? Um, And at the same time, we've seen housing prices move, you know, on average over the last year, something around 20%. I mean, that 
that's significant. Once again, as I as I shared, you've got we are so undersupplied. Hmm. But I think the market is trying to digest what is this, you know, rapid price movement mean for the industry. And most importantly, what does it mean for that first-time buyer that maybe is stretching into home ownership? You know, and it, it's probably worth an honorable mention, Carol. I think um, I don't think we talked about it last time you and I were on the phone, mm-hmm. but you know, about two years ago, we entered into the build-to-rent space because mm-hmm. home ownership isn't for anyone, and we announced a strategic partnership with. Um, Christopher Todd Communities, which really allows us to kind of address that missing middle. And so we're excited about, one, our our, leased, our leasing projects that we're building, our build-to-rent Christopher Todd Communities, and what that does to meet the demand of folks that can't or don't want to buy today, as well as what it does for um, just the overall business as people look for a step into home ownership. Well, what's the demand for the build to rent? Is that outpacing the traditional uh, individuals who are coming up to buy to or build to buy? You know, it's such a small piece of the overall pie today, Carol. Okay. I mean, across the country, we have something like 16, just over, I think, 16 million homes of the inventory are not individually owned. So you mm-hmm. would say those are there available for rent. And when we look at what we're building on an annual basis, you know, it's generally been about 5% of starts, and so that's been around 50000 But once again, go back to that, you know, we're 5 to 6 million rooftops short yeah. at 50000 We have a long way to go. Mm-hmm. And the reason we remain, you know, relatively optimistic, and not that there won't be some bumps on the road, is, you know, the governor for building is just how many homes we can build in our current environment with regulatory demands, with labor, to actually meet the need of what's out there today. Hey, Cheryl, um, what's interesting is I'm looking at your website. What are, what's the most lucrative building that you guys do? Is it individual homes? Is it those communities? Is it, you know, where along the spectrum of the world that you work in do you find it to be the most beneficial to the bottom line? Um, I don't think I would point to one product type. I think it's really culmination of, you know, we're a community building builder. We're, we build communities, obviously, in our communities we build homes. Um, as I look across the consumer groups, one of the areas that's really done well for the organization is what I would call our lifestyle communities, and those are generally targeted to, you know, you could call it active adults or the 55-plus. Um, where it's that kind of stage in life where my kids have left and, you know, it's kind of about me now. And Hmm. those can be golf course communities, those can be water communities, those could be country clubs. So we we provide that lifestyle living at really any and all price points, but it's really what's right for the individual. Um, But when we look at that particular consumer group, generally they're at a place in life where they know what they want, they have the resources to pay for it, and it's just a it's a tremendous tremendous part of our overall portfolio. Well, and I do wonder, you know, it's interesting. We watch what's going on in terms of climate change. You know, the Pacific Northwest, right? Seeing extreme temperatures. Um, are there Florida? You're in Florida, big time. You know, 
Do you factor that in? Do you think about that in terms of location? I'm assuming, of course you do. But I mean, is it starting to maybe shape some of bigger, broader strategy in terms of future longer term developments? Well, absolutely. I mean, when we, if you look at our portfolio and you listed the markets um, that we build in across the country, and generally you'll see a theme of larger, you know, larger macro um, markets that, you know, the employment base is there, um, affordability is there. It's really, there's not one thing that drives a good market. Um, you know, it's just like our strategy on core locations. You know, the, the basic rules of home ownership and being close to services and close to good schools and transportation, all of that climate, all of that comes into play as we think about what does the consumer want and where they're going to raise their family or where they individually want to live. So um, I'm, I'm very pleased with our portfolio across the country right now and the mm-hmm. fact that we build really for that first-time buyer um, is about a third of our business that kind of first-time move up, and then, like I said, our active adult business, our lifestyle community. So we really are able to meet the demand market by market based on what the consumer wants and needs. Right, and spread out, you know, your your exposure, right, to those different markets. Hey, talk to us about the leading in of digital increasingly. Uh, you've got a new digital-to-be-built reservation system. How does this work? Can, can, can you basically now just go online? pick your house, design your house, have it built, almost do everything digitally? That's exactly right, Carol. Um, You know, when we spoke 18 months ago, pre-COVID, I would tell you that it absolutely helped advance the industry because everyone, the on-demand system was very, very different. And certainly I would tell you that our industry was probably the last to subscribe to kind of new technology and the way that we've been doing it in the home building world hadn't really advanced over the decades. But it's really about giving the consumer ease, simplicity when they're shopping and allowing them to in, to engage with the brand in a way that makes sense for them. So Taylor Morrison, I believe, has been very progressive and leading the pack in this elevated virtual shopping experience. We have a online scheduling tool. We have self-guided tours where we'll send you a four-digit code and you can go walk through a home on your own time, on your own. You can, you know, online home reservations. That's what we introduced. Mm, I, I think that was last summer. Yeah. Where in, in, you, you could go into an inventory home, think this is perfect for me, go back home and Put it in your shopping cart, and then we would send you a contract. So it's amazing. And then in the last, it's it's truly who would have right. thought? You know, two years ago you could buy a house online, and now we're selling hundreds and hundreds of homes entirely virtually, right? With no physical contact. It's it's remarkable. And recent, well, and yeah, for, and, and I just go I'm ahead. So sorry. No, just get about fifteen seconds. Say, go ahead. Okay, our most recent um, tool, which is the most exciting of all is being able to match somebody. They can go pick their lot, pick their (laughs) floor plan, and do all that virtually as well. Yeah, and like with cameras and things, you can really get a good good picture of everything. Cheryl, thank you so much. Great gut check on housing. She's chairman and CEO at Taylor Morrison Home Corporation, joining us on the phone from Scottsdale.